0: Welcome to the Booker's Alliance Podcast, where we hold the pencil, and the pencil is power. Coming at you right now is your host, Marky Mark, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Donaldson. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing landscape of professional wrestling. So hang on tight, you jabronis, and enjoy the ride. Ah, Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in today's podcast we're going to start off since we are still on the road to the Royal Rumble we're going to talk about our favorite Royal Rumble moments Frank what you got going on today
1: oh not too much not too much just finishing up a good week of wrestling here and finishing up some NFL games today as we're recording here on Saturday we just finished out the Chiefs game here as they won and the Giants and Eagles are lining up here so we're gonna go ahead and get some wrestling done while they play because I'm not a fan of either one of those teams
0: yeah, as a Cowboys fan I'm a hater of both so Ugh, it is there's what another
1: it is. team I don't like so just <laughs> keep bringing them I guess that whole division
0: <laughs> all right everybody so we're gonna talk about our favorite Royal Rumble moments and we're gonna kick this story off today with our I guess you would say our number five, that number what you five. would say our number five. Sounds good. Uh, we want to talk about uh, old Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker in the Royal Rumble 2007, where they came down to the last two standing Frank, what you remember about that?
1: Oh, I remember the iconic stare down that they had here for me. It flashed me back to the hell in the cell that they had or I'm sorry, the casket match that they had in the Royal Rumble in the past when Sean, of course, hurt his back and was out for a few years back in early 98. But just seeing those two guys after that and after the comeback, after all that time, seeing those two guys having that iconic stare down, knowing one of those two was going on to WrestleMania to wrestle for the championship. Amazing moment. Amazing moment.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, as, as you were saying, this was kind of a continuation of their feud back from '98 in that casket match, which ultimately put Sean on the shelf for a few years. He was, he was down and out and, uh, This face-off that they had during that stare-down, it was amazing. kind of sent chills through me. It was was two iconic figures from my childhood kind of going at it. Um, This face-off, though, it kind of set the stage for what was to come, which we all know were the best endings to a career that we've ever got to see,
1: which was the Shawn Michaels retirement angle. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean... Up till that point, we had the Ric Flair retirement angle. Of course, Sean played an integral part in that by being the man who put Rick out, uh, technically put Rick out, I guess. <laughs> later, Maybe. Later on me, yeah. in the past, that that seemed to come back to haunt us a couple times, but he definitely played an integral part in that at that time. And being able to see that extension of that of those two, the, well, their feud going into Michael's retirement match a year later was just, you know, it was just an amazing setup and very, very good storytelling.
0: Definitely. Um, I remember uh, they had their first match at Mania, and that was a banger. It was an amazing match. But I also remember the buildup to Michael's last match. I remember the coming out there at the Slammies How he got animated at the podium, how he was hell bent in getting Taker's attention, and wanted he wanted this to be a justification for just getting back there and getting revenge, you know, against Taker. Um, and, And you know, this was in my view, the two matches he had with Taker. And the two matches that Triple H had with Taker, hands down, some of the best WrestleMania matches that I ever saw. Um, but the 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 build up between Shawn and Taker, where Shawn retired at the end and stayed retired, that was amazing. The fact that he gave Taker his word. And he kind of stood on it.
1: He sure did up until that Saudi money came, which we discussed <laughs> Saudi before. And yeah, we discussed that match a little bit. Well, that that's probably a whole other episode in and of itself. Was that coming out of retirement match that he had? But God bless him. But yeah, in that in that Royal Rumble, he you know he gave Undertaker everything he needed, made Undertaker look like a champ on the way out. You know, doing the doing the favors that night, and it definitely made for a memorable Royal Rumble moment.
0: Definitely. All right, Frank. Let's move on to our next one.
1: Well, I guess that would be number four. We we had to come we had to come together on some of these here because it was like I got this many and I got this, but this one was so exciting. But I think we agreed that number four would be the false finish, the the funky finish, however you want to call it, between uh, John Cena and Batista, where. Vince McMahon got involved. Of course, we remember Vince doing his stomp out to the ring and went to go slide under the bottom rope and blew his quad. Then we saw Vince try to get up and Vince stumbled down on the ground and started yelling orders as he was sitting there on his butt. And nobody knew what was going on. Refs are raising Cena's hands. Refs are raising Batista's hands. Nobody had any clues. Vince McMahon sill- sitting on the, you know, on the mat, just chilling. And everybody's like, "Well, what's going on here? What's going on?" It's just crazy pandemonium, just ridiculousness. But of course, we know in the end, Vince decided that they needed to restart the match as they. Rolled him out of the ring, and (laughs) Batista and Cena restarted the match, and of course Batista went on to win, and Vince went on to blow his second quad on the way back to the locker room, so... I don't know if you can get a more memorable moment than that, but Very true.
0: <laughs> I, I, I remember watching that and I remember seeing the funky finish, and I'm going, how are they going to do this? You know, what are they going to do? And then when the match restarting and everything, and I'm I was at the time a Cena fan. I I, I like seeing you know hustle, loyalty, respect. I I kind of had you know respect for Cena and what he was doing, and then Batista, just a freak of nature, man. That dude was just huge um but then again eh, hollywood batista not so much <laughs> <laughs> but, i like dax but i didn't like the batista that returned for triple h that one time oh uh, the old hollywood batista
1: <laughs> now, i think you're referring to blue Teaster.
0: yeah blue Blue Batista, and
1: all <laughs> the other names that they came up for but yeah i don't think anybody liked him in that no. particular run um I did like his WrestleMania match when uh, uh, when he wrestled Triple H in the No Holds Barred match. I did like that because, you know, it was No Holds Barred. And I mean, they went very extreme in it. Mm. Batista said it was going to be his retirement match. He said he wanted Triple H to do it. I feel like Triple H did good by him, gave him a good match, you know, made Batista look good on his way out. I'll never forget Batista Wallace stepping into the ring and stumbling over the rope. And mm. I, I said, well, damn, is Batista drunk for the, before <laughs> his last match? Or did he party too much with Ric Flair in the back? Or what could have happened? But anyway, you know, things happen, but. Yeah, just that moment in the Rumble was just, you know, memorable for me for so many reasons. Like I said, the false finish, the restart, you know, Vince, <laughs> Batista, you know, basically getting crowned at that point as, you know, he was going to be the heir apparent, we thought, which Cena and Batista both got crowned at that WrestleMania following. And then Cena went on to astronomical heights that nobody expected and Batista not so much, but yeah, Hey, you know, Batista was still great, you know, for what he was, he just, he couldn't be John Cena, but then again, who could?
0: Very true. All right, we'll move on to our next uh, one here. I guess this will be number three. Uh, the For this one, I had edge returning from his retirement at rumble 2020. Ooh. So for this one, all I remember the most from this is just the sound, the, the crowd, the pop, yeah, pop. That was one of the most amazing sounds I've heard him. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. It was just amazing. Um, you knew it was coming. We heard the rumors, but at the same time, nobody knew for sure. Yeah, all the dirt sheets was reporting. Well, maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Could it happen? Could it not happen? I mean. Guy has severe neck injuries. No way he could come back.
1: No way he could come back. No, I mean, and at that point, he was, you know, an afterthought in most people's mind up until those rumors started. And much like you, I heard all the rumors. I can remember conversations about it. Like, do you think? Do you think? But the Rumble is the best place to do one of those kind of returns because you got 30 options and you don't know when someone's coming Typically, they'd like to hold off to the end for one of those reveals, you know, and bring him out at number 30, which I feel like they did the best thing by him by bringing him out at a random number, you know, just as a complete surprise, pop the whole house. I mean, you know, just everybody was out of their seats. Of course, that was also the last main public event before Before everything shut down. So to be able to get that kind of pop. On his return after, what, 10 years away or whatever it had been at that point in time, coming out of retirement, you know, for what we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if it was going to be a run. We didn't know if it was a one shot deal. We didn't know. Nobody had any clue. But to come out, get that huge of a pop. And then come out and do good in the Rumble, yeah, I'll definitely give that. We'll give that as one of the top moments in the Rumble history.
0: Yeah, and like we said, he had been out for nine years, severe neck injuries, forced him to retire. For him to make it back was incredible. And not only did he come back, he looked phenomenal. I mean, he was shredded. I mean, he was in some of the best shape I've ever seen edge in. Yeah. Uh, So it was just a great, great feeling to watch him overcome those injuries, come out of retirement. And be back in the ring where he was
1: home. Absolutely. Definitely definitely a a memorable moment. Not one to be discounted. Absolutely. So that brings us to number two. So number two, there's going to be a bit of a trend here for me, I guess. This is going to be kind of a, wait a minute, didn't we just hear this type? But it's completely (laughs) different because one, it was the first. But my number two would be the false finish from the 94 Rumble with Lex Luger and Bret the Hitman Hart. I, for one, think this false finish was done much better, A, because it was planned. We know the batista Cena false finish wasn't planned. That was just kind of a... Happy accident that, you know, caused a whole lot of chaos. But the Lex and Brett's finish was planned. That was actually designed to be that way. They made sure to film the angles to get it to where you could see both guys going. If you remember the very first show, we saw it from the other side of the apron where the guys went down and you couldn't tell what happened. Then what I've heard on other podcasts from people who were there at the time. After they reviewed the footage and saw how close it really was, that's when they showed other camera angles of both guys hitting because Lex's foot hit about the same time Brett's butt hit So, I mean, it was very well done, very well executed, very well produced. Everything was good about it. It definitely made it a memorable moment for me because, again, it was the first. And it caused a lot of chaos on that road to WrestleMania.
0: That it did, that it did. Um, I can honestly say I don't remember a lot about that rumble for some reason. Um, I do know as just a wrestling fan, um, for me, Lex really never hit. In the WWE no, for me. He, no, no. he it just never never worked. Um, the only thing I remember from Lex's run in the WWE, I remember him standing in front of the mirror as the narcissist. The narcissist. I remember the Lex Express, him the being Lex on that Express bus. SummerSlam. Yep. And I remember him body slamming Yokozuna on the
1: aircraft carrier. Ah, character. yes, absolutely. More than <laughs> July fourth of <at> ninety three. <laughs> right. yeah, that started off the Lex Express. Absolutely. Right. No, that rumble, I mean, short of that, there wasn't much else memorable about that rumble. That was the rumble where the Undertaker ascended to heaven after Yokozuna and Bam Bam and Jeff Jarrett put him out in a casket match, of course. So I some stuff happened there. But that rumble was, you know, that like I said, again, that was just the first time it happened. So that just the chaos that it caused. And like you said, Lex never hit. So stories have been told, you know, rumor and innuendo, as they call it, that Lex actually was supposed to win that WrestleMania, win the title over Yokozuna there. But Apparently, he told people in the bar or told dirt sheet writers, he told somebody about those plans or whatnot, and they say that they were changed. Now, there's contradictory reports. Some people say, no, 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 Lex was never supposed to win. Some people say that's exactly what happened. Lex ran his mouth and they changed plans on the fly and went back with Brett. Don't know the truth of it, but what I do know is Lex never main evented again after that. That was the peak of his career, and it all went down for, downhill for him in the WWE at that point.
0: All right. So, two things before we get to our last one. Uh wanted to just mention real quick that any of these can go in any order. There's not really, you know, one better than the other. We're just talking about the the most ones that re, we remember the most. Uh, so, you know, don't come at us and be like, oh, you should have had that one at number four. Or that one should have been number two. No, no, no. It ain't like that. We, yeah, it's we're, definitely we...
1: just memorable moment. We're just fans just like you guys. So, right. you know, it's just what's memorable to us. What may, right. what may be memorable to you may not be, but we have comments on all of our social media. Go ahead and drop those favorite moments in there. If you got a gripe about it, let us know. We might have a, We might have another recap show later on where we go over some of those other options.
0: Absolutely. And- before we get to our number 1. I feel like we can't do this man justice in, unless we get a little bit of whiskey in the glass. Definitely you, not for this drink? guy. You got to have
1: a drink for this gotta guy. got to have something for this oh, guy. Oh yeah.
0: Got to have it in here.
1: Bringing it over. All right, just so you guys know we're not just over here shilling for for advertisers or anything when we, if, no, we if
0: we say we're doing it we're doing it absolutely got a little maker's mark in the cup uh maker's mark not a sponsor but uh no no you know if you if you look in there maker's mark will, will, will gladly you know entertain offers there
1: i mean and you got marky mark drinking it so maker's yeah, mark and marky mark is that sounds like a campaign to me absolutely cheers sir cheers all right
0: now absolutely so As we were saying, back to the the one that we both kind of agreed on was at the top of our list, the belt. Or excuse me, Vince. uh, Oh my goodness! Championship. We
1: need another drink for that. Let's let's recap into that. All right, cheers, cheers, sir. Uh, Let's (laughs) take a (laughs) drink. All
0: right, here's a spot, little good. Oh yeah, little Kentucky hug. Oh yeah. (laughs) All right, so this one, 1992. Royal Rumble,
1: the championship
0: was on the line. Frank, do you remember why the belt was or the championship was
1: on the line? (laughs) I absolutely do. Do we have enough time to go over it here? But (laughs) just in case everybody's not aware, Survivor Series 91, uh, Hulk Hogan and Undertaker wrestled. And Undertaker won with some outside interference from none other than Ric Flair. Ric Flair slid a chair into the ring and Undertaker tombstone Hulk onto that chair and won the belt. Well, then that got overturned on Saturday Superstars, and they geared up for this Tuesday in Texas. We're going to have a rematch for the World Championship so it doesn't end up being... Vacated, So Undertaker brought the belt into Tuesday in Texas. Hulk Hogan wrestled him another more outside interference from Ric Flair. But Hogan ended up prevailing at the end of that match. And at that point, they said there was just so much scrutiny on the match. There was so much outside interference that they just couldn't honor either title switch. So they decided to throw the title up in the air and say, you know what, we're going to name a champion at the Royal Rumble.
0: And for this one, this is our our top moment That hit both of our lists In this rumble, he entered at number three Number three He was leaving one promotion To make his entrance into the WWE The real world's champion <laughs> We're talking about the one, the only Mr. The Nature Boy Rick, Nature Boy! Rick Flair Woo! <laughs> Woo! Alright <laughs> So, uh just coming off of what I am as a wrestling fan, I am a lifelong Ric Flair fan. Um I grew up in this area. We are broadcasting from Gastonia, North Carolina, in the Charlotte area here. Uh grew Flair up Country. Flair Country. I grew up a Ric Flair fan watching the NWA WCW days. Obviously, I caught Saturday morning wrestling, which was the WWE or F at the time you want to call it. Um, F out. <laughs> so, so for me, Ric Flair, he is one of the top, the creme de la creme for me when it comes to wrestlers that I followed over the years. Um, he entered at number three in that match. He lasted a full sixty minutes. Oh, yeah! For that match, um, he eliminated five wrestlers. Uh, along his way, and the promo he gave us at the end contained the famous quote with a tear in my eye. eye. This is the greatest moment of my life. All right. (laughs) So Ric Flair winning the championship at the 92 Rumble. Oh, man, that, that's my top of the list.
1: Definitely. I completely agree. Couldn't agree more with that just because, again, as we stated, you know, I like precedent. That set a precedent. It was the first time the the Rumble ever decided a champion. And Ric Flair with the hour, he was the first person to last that long in the Rumble. He eliminated Sid uh, Justice, not vicious, at the end. <laughs> just you know, with a little bit of help from Hulk Hogan, you know, it set up a lot of storylines going into WrestleMania. I mean, that was it was probably again for me the most memorable of memorable moments out of the Royal Rumble right. history, just because of the stakes that were on the line and the fact that Rick went in there. We we all like you said, you know, I was a WCW NWA fan too, not. As much as WWE. Again, I was in Chicago, so I was up north. You know, I got far more WWE than WCW, but I read all the magazines. You know, I I still got some of those old magazines. So I knew who Ric Flair was and I'd always had that dream match, you know, the magazines always used to say, you know, what if the top guy from WWF met with the top guy in WCW or in NWA? What would it look like? So I knew exactly who Ric Flair was coming in. I remember Bobby Heenan on primetime wrestling with the big gold belt. I remember saying, now that's a championship right there. Yes, that's, sir. A, that's a championship. Yes, sir. But nonetheless, when he actually came in, the few vignettes they had have been in the in the Paul Bear's court um what was it what well, you know the little the little vignettes they used to do on the side in the Paul Bear's deal yeah all that was okay for Rick and all but to actually see him get in that rumble and last that hour doing what only Rick Flair can do that was memorable most memorable moment of the rumble of all history
0: absolutely him going 60 minutes he was known as the 60 minute man the man that uh, lasted the hour long matches uh we could go on and on about this man but I I think it was something to be said with him, Hogan, Macho, and Sid Justice kind of being those final four there in that. Because when you look at who was who back in the day, I don't know if I can argue so much for Sid Justice or Sid Vicious, but... Mancho, so he
1: was, when, they, when, he, when that was happening, they thought Sid was going to be that heir apparently Was going to be the guy. He had that yeah. I mean, Sid had a look. He, he had, had, look. A, he a, was a, had a look. Sid had a look.
0: Yeah, but uh, for for Nate to be in there and then come along like that and, and win the championship, it was an amazing moment.
1: Absolutely. And still to this day, like you just said a minute ago, every time you hear it, the, the words, with a tear in my eye.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: You know, I, and hey, I don't understand why he was crying. If you ever listen to Nature's podcast talking about what he was coming out of in WCW, I'm sure he had a tear in his eye. Absolutely. But, if know. anybody's
0: seen the the latest uh, documentary piece that uh, the WWE put out there on Peacock, uh, it kind of breaks that down about what he was going through, leaving WCW, going into the WWE, how he kind of came out on top. Oh yeah. Uh, just it, it was it was something that he definitely needed, not only professionally. But personally, if you if you go back and watch that piece, you guys will definitely understand what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, definitely fitting for an athlete of that caliber.
0: Absolutely. All right. So that kind of gives us our five moments um, as far as our favorite moments for Rumble history. Um, if you don't agree with these, definitely hit us up on our social media accounts. Uh, drop us a note, see what your opinions are. Uh, but again, we're the Booker's Alliance. Oh, yeah. We only got to listen to your opinion. We don't have to take those
1: Absolutely <laughs> not, because with the pen comes the power, and the power's right here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So feel free to hit us up on all of our social media accounts, and we appreciate you, you all listening, and thank you for your time.
1: All right, peace. Peace out.
0: Today's podcast was produced by SVP. You can find our podcast on all major podcast platforms. Also connect with us on our social media accounts. Search for The Booker's Alliance on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.